Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Main Event 365 podcast from Mount Detroit Lions football, made by musicians because our opinions rot. Yeah, we're going to talk about some football, so make sure that you stick around all the way to the end because we're going to give away a jersey. Gary, the conductor from the Lions Den, is going to pull a name right out the hat. So we'll see you at the end of the episode. I'm Main Event Mike. This is Russell Wayne. We're actually side by side tonight. I'm in slapping distance. <laughs> we are at a secret location somewhere in Michigan in the Lions Den with Gary the Conductor. But right now we're talking about Detroit Lions coming off a win against the New York Jets, bring their record to seven and seven. The Lions are 500 for the first time since cheese was invented. <laughs> right, seven and seven feels good, doesn't it? Seven and seven feels really, really good. And. Um... Gosh, I didn't think that we were going to be here. When we start out one and six, did you really, really think that we were going to be here? Um, I thought that we'd get to seven wins. You know that I did predict that. But I, I, it, what does it say about us as Lions fans that we're happy with seven and seven? Do you think Chiefs fans would be happy with seven and seven? Well, no, I, I don't think Chiefs fans would be happy with seven and seven. But uh, Chiefs fans didn't start out one and six. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> But what does that say about us? But one thing it does say about us is we are extremely happy about this last victory. A complete win over the New York Jets, 20-17 to on the road. Third road victory of the season. What's your initial reaction to us about this great win for the Lions? They're learning how to win the tough games. So the, the New York Jets are a fantastic defense. Actually, I think that they were – I heard somebody say something about a top five defense. Top five defense, for sure. So – we knew that this was going to be hard, and it's like I brought up something on the main stage about Joe Burrow going through a really bad struggle with a really, really good defense in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and uh, no one really gives him a hard time because he's Joe Burrow, right? But when you play good defenses, sometimes not messing up is just as important as uh, you know completing the big thing. Sure, don't so lose the game. Don't lose the game. And then when you get an opportunity to win the game, you capitalize on an opportunity. And I think that is what they did. Yeah. And I think that, uh, you know, we knew coming in that we had a great offense and they had a great defense. Something had to give. Well, guess what gave? The special teams, the third yep. phase of a complete football team. The Lions definitely won that great punt return touchdown by Khalif Raymond, the first of his career, which was the first score of the game. And I think the Jets had to play catch up from there. And I think that play was huge. It was exactly what this team needed. Something they hadn't gotten yet this year was a, a, a punt return touchdown. Right. And that really sparked the whole, set the whole tone for the whole day. I think. And the defense stepped up and held right. them held them to 50 yards rushing. That includes their running quarterback and their entire committee of running backs totaled 50 yards rushing. And when you can make a quarterback like Zach Wilson have to win the game, like you were just saying, right? right have to win the game. Uh, I think the Jets just didn't have the horses to get that done against no. the Lions. So great team victory. Uh, let's talk about the, the offense. You want to move to the offense? Let's talk about the offense. Uh, so this is like the verse. So what? So we're musicians. It's the verse. So... Like if if you don't know how a song goes, it usually goes verse, chorus, verse, chorus, bridge, and then your outro. So during the verse, and that's what we're doing right here. We're we're, we're talking about this offense, and we're talking about how Jared Goff is commanding this offense and uh, and doing the right things when it matters. Yeah, that's all because of. Offensive coordinator Ben Johnson offensive. calling uh, awesome plays for a tailor-made offense around oh. on 
Jared Thomas Goff. But it's not about the Goff offensive line. <laughs> it's a good time to mention that Goff offense is a registered trademark of the Main Event 365. 2022 all rights reserved please drink responsibly yes yes so yes, how about yes. that golf offense jared goff let me tell you before you get going let me tell you jared goff 23 of 38 252 yards one touchdown no interceptions the kid hasn't uh, had a turnover in over six games he's the only quarterback in the league what do you think about your boy jared goff i think that he went up against a really tough defense and uh and it was tough and it was tough. I, I think that he struggled for a, a, a big portion of three quarters of that game. And, uh, you know, just throwing chinks at the armor, you know, mm -hmm. just, you know, bouncing their sword off the armor for a while. And uh, and then they finally got through in the fourth quarter when it mattered. And, uh, yeah, that's a really, really good What do you think about the play on the goal line? I mean, I don't mind it. You're on the goal line. He, he went for... I mean, you could have taken a three. I mean, I, I think that if you go back, if he would have said at the end of the game, he knew what type of game that it was going to be. Right. He would have really wanted that three points at the end. We're actually <laughs> live on the podcast, right? We are. We're live. We, We're live. I mean, people can put comments in. Yes. Oh, well. Let's go look at some of these comments right here. See? You guys, if, go ahead. Put some comments in, man. We're live. What do you guys think of that fourth down call in the first quarter by uh, Stone Cold Dan Campbell? That's the bottom line. So we got one Facebook user says, what up, guys? Sam Darnold's about to have a bad weekend. <laughs> Love that. Yeah, Jared Goff, short arm to throw to J-Mo for a touchdown. What do you think about that? I think that J-Mo is pretty fast. <laughs> you think maybe, maybe Goff's arm hasn't caught up with J-Mo's speed? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that there's a, a narrative out there that he doesn't have the ability to throw the ball that far, and I think that's a false narrative. I think that's where it's going. I think that we should just go ahead and squash that. I think they need to get used to each other because the week before, I mean, how many times did he overthrow DJ Shark? And then now he hit DJ Shark. So he's got that rapport with DJ Shark. Yeah, so that's but, a good point. So, so they need reps, right? They, they definitely need, need they reps. They need time. They need reps. So it's excused this time. But, yeah. but. Uh, well, they need to get it together. They want to hit that. Jer know? I think Jared Goff did exactly what he said. He didn't do anything to lose the game. He's been playing great. His poise looks great in the yeah. pocket. He's seeing the defense. He's looking over the defense. And uh, he's finding the right guy. The game-winning score, uh, fourth and in inches. He finds Brock Wright sliding across the formation for yes. a three or four yard pass. Uh, Brock Wright came on satellite radio this week and said that he's actually the second progression uh, in that play. And it's a right. play that they run a lot. So, I mean, Jared Goff looked off the defense. He sold the play action. He looked to the right and everybody balked when he looked to the right. The whole defense shifted and he hit Brock Wright for a winning touchdown. Um, I, Goff gets all the credit there, though, right? I mean, you, when we're talking about how he didn't do anything to lose the game, but he did way more than that. It just wasn't so flashy, right? I, I think you're absolutely right. I mean, not losing the game is the big part about what Goff did. Is like when you're playing a defense that gets pressure on you, like the the, the New York Jets, and you got those cornerbacks like Sauce that you don't even want to throw to his side of the field, and they didn't. You not turning the ball over and playing mistake-free football was just like throwing a 300-yard game. In there. I think it's just as important. But I guess it's like didn't what, like what we always mess say. it up. You take what the defense gives. Goff is a beast, flat out, right there. We got that. That one just popped in there. <laughs> I could say that on the air. Balls of steel. <laughs> <laughs>
This is the first time we've ever done the show standing sitting there next to each other. I'm not sure I is like that it. weird? I'm not sure I like it. Uh, <laughs> You're in slapping. I can slap you. You can slap me from there. It could get, you are a Buckeye, and I'm a Wolverine. So oh, my gosh. It could get physical here. I mean, so. Well, we're not talking about that game. stay over there, okay. all right? Because I, I'm afraid <laughs> right. to criticize This, this is my spot. I'm afraid to criticize golf with you sitting so close to me. Oh, it's okay to criticize it, golf. Right. Golf deserves criticism, guys. All right. There, there is criticism. He's not the perfect quarterback. I would never say that. I felt like I had to fight to the death just to get somebody to call him freaking average. I, I'm, 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 climbing on, I'm climbing on board, I think, on the golf train because he, uh, he this really seems like his team. And I really could see the Lions in this form with a better defense really being a, a problem for, for teams and contending for a Super Bowl title, even with Jared Goff as right. the quarterback. With that being said, I still think we need to draft a quarterback this year, whether it be in the third round or later. But, yeah, well, let's throw that one. I mean, if you're out there, you're out there listening, do you think that we should draft a quarterback this year uh, or – you think we should extend golf or both? Well, I don't. Let's not, let's not even complicate it. Let's not even bring golf into the equation. Let let let's operate under the assumption that golf is coming back next year. Should we still draft a quarterback this year, based on if we're going to be good, we're not going to be in the top ten again. Well, this right. might be our only chance to get a uh, quarterback of the future. I I mean I have no issue personally. Like if you want to run with. Uh, Goff, and then you want to draft a quarterback at any point in the draft, I would personally have no problem with it. Yeah, well, I trust Brad Holmes. I do, too. So if, if they if, decide that they want to draft a quarterback, then, you know, I'm on the Brad Holmes train. And I'm fully aware that Brad Holmes probably thinks Jared Goff is his quarterback for the future. I mean, I, I think he's absolutely fine with that. He might not see the need to draft a rookie the way we do. Right. Because as far as he's concerned, uh, I've got a younger guy, guy's under 30 years old. Right. Um, he's been a, a pro bowler. He's been to a Super Bowl. And right. he's got our offense ranked fourth in the league right now. The fourth ranked right. offense. Okay. Behind who? The Bills, the right. Eagles, the Chiefs, and then the Detroit Lions. Right. So maybe we don't need a quarterback after all. Right. Because, and it's because of everything that's around him. Like you said, the offensive coordinator, the offensive line. And it's all built for him. It's all built. For Why him. would you can a guy you just built an entire system it's around? It's not going to happen. He became the, and it became the fourth best offense it so far. That's only happen. so far. I mean, think about the, I mean, he helped write the offense. Why would you take the architect of the offense and then kick him down the road? It just doesn't make sense. That's a great point. Yeah, I mean, they're ranked fourth and he right. helped design the offense. Right. Why would you take him out of that? What do you guys think? Put it in the comments. Let us know. We'll try to react to it. We're going to move on now and talk about the defense in this game because I'll tell you what, the defense really showed up. And that's what, three weeks in a row now, the defense is looking dominant. Defense. In the, in defense. the rankings, though, by ESPN, they've only climbed up one spot ahead of the Vikings, uh, the NFC North champion Vikings. Uh, let's, let's let's give them their due. We, we didn't get to call them out on Monday and say, congratulations to the Minnesota Vikings. 
the worst 11-3 team in history. Ah, uh, that's right. For winning the NFC South. Congratulations, Vikings. Um, look out, though, because you've got cap hell coming with your overpaid that's quarterback. Right. And the Detroit Lions are the youngest team in the league, and we're coming for you for the next 10 years. We're coming. So enjoy it this year while you can. Uh, defense made up of what? Young stud players. Young rookies by Brad yep. Holmes, draft picks. Aiden Hutchinson looked great. James Houston with another uh, sack. Uh, this kid's unbelievable. What are your takes on the defense against this game against the Jets? They only gave up 17 points. I, I love it. I, I love that you have a group of very young guys that are starting to find themselves. They're starting to, the, the, the game's starting to slow down for them a little bit. And uh, and, and they and they said that that's that may just be coach speak, but the defense has turned around a lot as these guys are starting to gel with the guy the emergence of guys like James Houston, and then guys like Romeo Okora coming back and making an instant impact. So it's you know we're getting good at the right time. That's what I'm thinking. This this defense is scary because there's a lot of unknown, and I know tape as far as getting ready for games is very important, and. There's not a lot of tape on some of the guys that we have on our defense that are really good. Yeah, yeah. James Houston, you know, they're starting to build a they I, he's not a secret anymore, I can tell you that, because it's making national headlines, right? So we know that that's not a secret. The the DBs are playing tough. Uh was it uh, Jerry Jacobs had a, a great interception yes. in the game, yeah. which really turned the momentum to the Lions' favor. Um and uh, we were, we were, what we get? Four sacks on Zach Wilson. The kid was running for his life the whole time. It, right. You're, I mean, so who gets a game ball for you? Uh, I know, was it on the defense? My game ball goes to Cleef Raymond on special teams. Who gets your game ball? So you're going to the game balls. Okay. So game ball for me is like that guy I just brought up is Romeo Okwara. Oh, Romeo Okwara. Big so, call out. So two sacks by Romeo. Yeah. I mean, and I know that you thought I, I, I was going to say something about Jared Goff. I mean, Jared Goff. Like I said, he played and didn't mess up, but that's not enough for me to give him the game ball. Romeo Okwara in 2020 was the one bright spot on a very, very bad defense. And then they give him a contract and then he gets injured. And a bad injury too. The Achilles injuries are one of those things that it's like, gosh, man, why the, the Achilles injury. It seems it like almost, you out, seems like like almost two year. years since we've seen Romeo Okwara. Yeah. So... Uh, it was great to see him back. Um, he got his Instant feet wet last. Impact. Well, he got his feet wet last week. They gave him a few snaps to get his legs under him, and he came out like a terror against the New York yeah. Jets. It got. But he's never had up. a bookend like Hutchinson before. So I think that you know maybe we we could be tapping into a, a, a dominant defensive front. That the, You're right. that, that that's what I'm saying. There's no tape. They're, they're young. On these guys. They're I'm, young. They're big yeah. they're strong Ali McNeil's extremely strong he had a great game on Sunday I mean you take these guys and and, and you add Romeo Quora to an already budding young strong right. line I mean we're rotating seven eight guys on the defensive line right Isaiah Bugs uh, these guys John Kaminsky they're just playing lights out John Kaminsky had a sack as well right so uh what'd right. you guys think of the defense put it in the comments and let us know um so game ball for you goes from Romeo. Mine goes Romeo, to Romeo. Romeo, where for art thou? And he showed up. Let's talk about these. Let's talk about these rookies for a minute. Uh, Jamison Williams uh, is definitely on the verge. I think on the precipice of something great. It feels the excitement really right. feels great. Uh, Brad Holmes sneaking up twenty spots to get this guy at number twelve. 
And I think before this season is out, we are really going to see some rewards from that. What do you think? What are you looking for? Jam- the last three games, what do you what do you see Jamison producing? So, I mean, he's going to have a breakout. Here's the thing. Like, Jamison is already making an impact. Everybody, like, he- hear me on this. This is, and this is for real. Every time that Jamison goes out there, that safety has to go and follow him. And if the safety doesn't follow him, then they take a shot to him. So he's running down the field and he is already affecting the run game. And he's already proved that he's a pretty nasty blocker. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I, I mean, by the end of the season, who knows? I think that if they sneak into the playoffs, you know, these guys, wow. <laughs> I I mean they're a tough team. They'll be they'll be a tough out, and I think they'd be scary to face. Right on. Uh, we're talking about the rookies now. Uh, Aiden Hutchinson, right, lead, leads all rookies in, in the league in, in defensive sacks. rookie of the year. Maybe you think? Uh, well, I think it'd be hard to pry that away from Sauce Gardner, uh, just because it, it's so crazy that he hasn't given up a touchdown since high school. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean that's insane. Come on, we're my defensive rookie of the year I, for I really, was, I really was hoping I'm in Brown or, or somebody like that would uh, end that streak against Sauce. And Sauce came out this week and said that he was disgruntled, you know, that Detroit didn't even test him at all. We didn't even throw that way. So, hey, but they're smart. I mean, Sauce Gardner is a talent for sure. And, uh, and so is Aiden Hutchinson. I think it's down to the wire to me. I think it's pretty close. It's a two-horse race, I'd say. I mean, right. for sure. And Trayvon Walker's not in that conversation. I so. mean, the fact that we have a rookie that's in the defensive rookie of the year conversation, conversation is amazing to me. That's so, not the same old Lions so, there, is it? No. And then you have a contributor. Let's go second round, Josh Paschal. I mean, he's contributing. Oh, he's so, yeah, he's coming in. You know, I mean, the kid was hurt. And he's coming back and he's playing great. I mean, he's got, he, I noticed he had limited snap, snaps on Sunday though. Yeah. Um, I, I think that had more to do with Aline McNeil, the way he was playing and Romeo Quara coming in more than, you know, what Josh Pascal wasn't doing. So it's just great to have another guy like that. Yeah, and, and I think that Romeo and Pascal play very similar roles to each other. And, uh, and, and I think just Romeo coming back, it, it, it's kind of, Cool to have Pascal slip back in the depth chart a little bit and maybe watch a, a, a veteran, you know, show him how it's done and everything. Kirby, yeah, Kirby Joseph struggled a bit. Uh, he, he gave up that CJ Uzama touchdown that was really bad. I mean, his reaction time was really slow to right. that to the uh, tight end release coming into the end zone. So, uh, you know, it's not perfect. They're young. They're going to make some mistakes. Uh, but we trust Brad Holmes, and I, these rookies are showing out. They're the reason we're winning. Yeah, and then you look at the contributions from James Mitchell, and then the actual, like, meaningful contributions from two six-round picks in Malcolm Rodriguez and James Houston. That's amazing. That's a testament to Brad Holmes that's doing a great job at uh, scouting and finding talent. Right, and these are young core players. I think that's important, core players. What do we got in the comments, Russ? So let's go over here and check them out right here. Say, uh, right there, we have... Super healthy right now, the more depth, you know. Yeah, and and one Facebook user I see here says, uh, we need a good quality backup quarterback. Even if you're gonna keep golf, we need a good quality backup. So I don't I don't know if they're responding to whether we should draft one or maybe we should. Well that was probably when we were talking about it earlier. Um 
But yeah, I mean, there's nothing wrong with getting a good quality backup. Like we're in a position right now where he has enough talent that when we go into this draft, I do believe that he can go after um, best available at a certain point after you get a couple cornerback pieces and, and you know, maybe a, a high-end linebacker interior mm-hmm. lineman. Oh, the problem. Cause, oh, because right now oh, I'm sorry. I didn't see the right. Dub. That's right. Dub right problem. now they're just playing right? him as a third down pass rushing specialist. And uh, I think this Facebook user saying they need to play him more, but um, you know, I, I don't know I, about that because of his size is building the success they're having with it right now. Using yeah, I mean he's a he's a third down specialist, and they brought him up. I mean they, I mean I love the story on that where you said that you know the the offensive line <laughs> went to the coach after like week nine and said, look, you got to bring this dude up because we can't block him, and that's like an Sewell, you know, Decker and people like that saying we can't block this. I said we can't block this kid, so but, they bring him up. But we're not at practice, right? And none of our Facebook friends are at practice. We don't know what James Houston's like on first down. Maybe he's a liability on first down. Yeah. Maybe he's really bad against the run. And maybe that's why Deion Sanders moved him from linebacker to pass rusher. Right. And uh, he, he washed out in Florida as a linebacker, came to Jackson State as a linebacker. Deion said, nope, if you want to play, right. you're going to pass rush the passer. And so far, that seems to be the right call in the NFL as well. Well, he's batting, you know, at a pretty good rate because if you're only coming in on third down and you had five sacks in four games, you're living up to that name, the problem. Yeah. And uh, and really, if we get out to Leeds, that's how he's going to get more playing time. <laughs> oh, you know, we got a great comment from Jeremy Ballwright. He says, uh, "I agree that the Lions need quality backup." That is why I simply want this tier quarterbacks fifth round or later. Wow. Okay. Uh, I like it. that. That's a good. That's a great call. And Jeremy, great post today in the the, the Detroit Lions group. Uh, he had a great post today that had some spot on analysis about the TJ Hawkinson trade. Right. Brought up some great points. Yep. Um, so thanks for that comment. And I agree with you 100%. We do need to get a quarterback something in this draft behind center so that we're not picking up the scraps. Nate Sudfeld, David Blau. <laughs> Uh, TJ Boyle, something that we can develop in the offense. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I have no problem with that. I mean, and, and I'm the biggest golf slappy that that there is. So, like I said, all you got to do is subscribe to the YouTube channel. Right let's, on. So let's put a bow on it. Lions beat the New York Jets 20 to 17 at MetLife Stadium. They moved to seven and seven, and now they're still on the road. Carolina Panthers are up next. It's our segment we're calling Carolina in my Carolina mind. Carolina in my mind. All right. Are they in your mind? Uh, they, they are not really that much on my <laughs> mind. I, I love what you said earlier this week. They've dug up the corpse of Sam Darnold, <laughs> and they're going to start Sam Darnold against this hungry defense. So, uh, and they're, they're not going to start Baker? <laughs> no, no. Oh, it's not Baker no more. Detroit, okay. Detroit comes into Carolina to play the Panthers uh, that have the 17th ranked defense in the league so that's going to be a bit of a challenge but they also have the 30th ranked offense in the league um so they've got a decent receiver in gj moore chuba hubbard a couple of nobodies back there running the ball last week i think they had 50 yards or something <laughs> running uh it was pretty bad so um they, they average 211 yards per game given up on defense lions are the fourth ranked offense so i think we should get a win here against this carolina what's your initial reaction as we look forward to the Carolina Panthers. So usually when the Lions go into a situation, we're talking about, oh my gosh, they got to be able to do this. They got to be able to do that. Well, it's in this situation, 
it's the opposite of that. It's like, what are you going to do about what we got to to bring to you? And Carolina is just running and do, they're standing in the middle of the of the tracks and they're about ready to get run over. We're just playing really, really good right now. And I don't think that they have an answer for anything that we do well. Well, after firing coach Matt Rule earlier this year, they interim coach Steve Wilkes. The guys are playing real hard for him as the reports out of Carolina. They did lose last week 24-16 to the Pittsburgh Steelers. And in that effort, uh, the Steelers were able to hold the Panthers to only 21 yards rushing in the whole game. And that put it on Sam Darnold to win the game, and he could not. Uh, I believe we're going to see something similar to that. Uh, the Lions have been stingy against the run the last three weeks, yeah. giving up 50 yards and 22 yards, respectively, the two weeks uh, in a row. They gave 22 yards to Saquon Barkley. Right. I, and, we're stingy on the run. And they gave up 50 yards total to the Jets. And they gave up, what, 40 yards to Dalvin Cook, or not even 29 yards yeah. to Dalvin they've, Cook. They've held some very, very good running backs in check. So I don't think the Carolina Panthers are going to be able to uh, run on us. They're not going to be able to score enough points. Uh, right. Because our offense is rolling. They have Brian Burns. They have Derek Brown. They have J.C. Horn. They do. They have they, some studs on defense. Uh, Greg, the West Coast stat master, Greg Rice, what, he, he provided some extremely good analysis on that on uh, on the Monday night main stage about uh, their front seven and, and how dangerous that they, they could pose a threat to us. And that's the thing is like it is any given Sunday in the right. NFL. So they could come in and play a good game, but I think that like they're going to have to play mistake-free football to beat us because we're going to play mistake-free football because of that's the bottom line. Stone because Dan Campbell says so. Stone Cold Dan Campbell says we're going to whip your ass. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. There is no fourth down. Fourth down is only an extension of third down. <laughs> I thought we had five down. Only if you're a Michigan State fan. No. <laughs> nice. So uh, the Carolina Panthers um, are second in the NFC South at five and nine because their division is so terrible. Uh, only the Tampa Bay Buccaneers at six wins are in first place. So even though this team is struggling, even though they're the 30th ranked offense, they are still in a position to win their division and make it into the playoffs. Yeah, in, in the they are playing for something. So uh, this team is not going to roll over, and the Lions can't be too confident because they do have a pretty darn, darn good defense. Um, I, I do believe, though, that uh, the Lions, like you said, are a buzzsaw. They're a freight train coming downhill, right? And uh, the, the, the Panthers are in the way. So. For me, I'm going to say what's my most intriguing matchup for this game. Okay. For, for me, okay. offensively, they really only have one legitimate weapon, and that's DJ Moore. Okay. So for me, the most intriguing matchup is uh, Jeff Okuda covering DJ Moore. And uh, if he can shut him down, I don't see really anywhere else the, the Panthers can, can beat us. I mean, Greg Olson doesn't play for them anymore, right? No, Greg no, Olson. no, no. I don't see anything else coming our way. What do you think? Uh, well, uh, short of Greg Olson coming out of retirement and uh, torching us. No, I, I think the most intriguing matchup is just where we dominate. 
offensive like, line. It's like if our offensive line can contain this, I mean, that's what Greg posed as the biggest threat was their was their front seven being able to, you know, get pressure in on on, on Goff and create problems. I don't think that that's going to happen. I think our front, our offensive line is just going to just bully them and push them out of the way. We're going to have a great game running, uh, running the football. So yeah, that that's the most intriguing to me. Well, this defense, two. this defense reminds me of the New England Patriots. And if you remember Matthew Judon wreaking havoc right. on our on our all-world offensive line. I mean, we have a great offensive line, but it's not perfect. It, there are some holes there, and it can be exploited. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm worried about that also. I think that is a very intriguing matchup. Well, if they could keep golf clean in the pocket, like you said on Monday, then uh, I agree with you. 100%. Yeah, but it, and here's something to be noted that when they played that that New England defense that you're talking about, they did have holes on their offensive line that aren't there true, right now. True, we're a lot healthier so now than we, we were are, are healthy at the right time. And yeah, it's just, we're just a complete team. So I, I think that they have more to questions to answer than, than we do. So there we go. Detroit is a three point favorite. This is the podcast, people. This is the main event 365 podcast. Be sure to check it out on YouTube. We put up the video version all the time. And don't forget every Monday night in Facebook, it's the Monday night main stage where we go live with our panel of headliners and it's open mic night for you to chime in your opinion we kick it around the panel but jeremy has a great comment right here that we have to contain brian burns and jc horn is is a legit number one quarterback so uh for sure i i, I agree with that 100 right there right but our, our receiving course pretty deep right jc horn can't cover three guys Right. So, right. is it game day yet? I'm, fi- dude. I'm fired up too. I, know, I feel the same. Way. I am fired up. I know the conductor can't wait either. We're here at the Lions Den, folks. It's a secret location. <laughs> this is a shrine to the Detroit Lions. It's like nothing you've ever seen before. Someday we're gonna let a winner come here. We're gonna go to a contest, right? Someday we're gonna let a winner. We'll have to put a black bag over your head. Yeah, I mean, uh, so that you you we, won't we know can't where show you where this place is. At. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this is awesome though. Uh, doing the live show like this, I like this. First time ever for us. It was a little show. bit nerve wracking at the beginning, but we got our feet underneath of us. Uh, I, I mean, I love the background here. I love the atmosphere of making fun. Making fun of you feels weird so close to you. Oh, that's all right. Because you know how cool I am about it. I'm not even going to, I ain't even, I ain't even tripping on it. So keys to winning. Let's do this backwards this time. Because since we both think that we're going to get, we're going to win in uh, a nice fashion here. I think we're going to win. So what would be the keys if if we're going to trip up? Where do you think it's going to be the trip up? The same way Pittsburgh beat him last week. Make Sam Darnold beat you. Take away the run. Right. Take away the run because the, the run game is a bad quarterback's best friend. And I think that's the key to winning. If we can take away the run, they can't score enough points with us. Right. Um, and uh, our offense is, is tuned in. And, yeah, they, they got a tough defense from 17th in the league. That's, that's nothing to sniff at. So uh, I think our offensive coordinator, though, is ready for them. And it's, it's, uh, I think we're going to cover that three points. Yeah, uh, I'm, and, and yeah, when it comes to the key keys to winning, if Carolina were to 
to do anything. It would be with the front seven and getting pressure on Goff and making him get off of his spot because that's the best way to get him to mess up, especially in a road scenario. So if they can get him to trip up, which he is the cleanest quarterback in the NFL over the last six games, so that's a big if. But if they can get him to trip up, then they have a shot yeah. to win the game. Obviously, you know, if you're the Carolina Panthers, yeah. Panthers, you're looking at that as a key to victory. You gotta get some. But that's like a hail. Hail. I mean, isn't that really a? I mean, isn't that really a hail mary with as good as our offensive line is? I mean, that defensive. Line, Derek Brown. Derek Brown's a, 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 an incredibly good, talented defensive lineman. He yeah, could they, easily be havoc. And I, I, I mean, I can feel you there, but I just don't think that that. Front seven is as good as the front seven that we just faced on the road. Right, so right. I, I'm just, I, I, I want to give them some credit, but the, 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 we just beat a team that has a better front seven. Well, bro, I'll tell you one thing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm done going against uh, your predictions because you have made, <laughs> you have made a believer out of me. You are the Swami. Um, for all of you out there who are not familiar with my compadre here, Mr. Russell Wayne, uh, he has picked uh, 11 out of 15 correctly in his lock picks since we've been doing this show. And you can go onto YouTube and go back and see every one of them for yourself. They're all documented and date stamped. So uh, Russ is 11 and four. So I want to get your prediction for this week. First, let's do the Lions pick, and sure. then and then I want your lock of the week around the league. So what do you think, Lions minus three in Carolina? Well, I, I would definitely say that you can lay the three points for sure. And uh, I think that the Lions are just a run straight down the hill freight train. They're just going to they're going to run over. I actually think they're going to run up the score. I would say I, I'm going to call Lions 31 to 10. Wow. OK, uh, I think it should be a lot closer than that. I'm looking for the same scores last week, 20 to 17. A lot of similarities in this game. Um, half a quarterback, a good defense. I think we handle our business. We might need something on special teams to get an edge like we did last week. Uh, I see 20 to 17, same score as last week. Lions win, and they push on the three points. You know, uh, last week I did predict, I thought that they were going to really beat up on, uh, I thought that they onto onto the Jets, and and it didn't happen. And and I'm thinking that it's going to happen this week. Our partner, Greg Rice, at Greg Rice 20, predicted the exact score. Yeah, he, he picked was, up the he Lions right 20 on. to 17. He, he had a lot. He has a lot of respect for for that defense. And so who do you, who's your lock? You know, I, I thought, you know, before the show, I was teeter-tottering on this right here. But I am going to take the Seattle game right here. Okay. So we got Seattle versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, Seattle is on the road getting 10. Getting 10 points. I'm going to take those 10 points okay. and take the Seattle uh, Seattle Seahawks. Well, you're going you're to take the 10. Seattle fighting for their playoff life. Yep. Right? Playing arguably the best team in the league. It's just going to uh, be closer than that. Well, you know, the Texans played the Chiefs tough right? you know, like two weeks ago. So, and the, the Chiefs have been winning, but it hasn't been blowouts. So, I think that's a good bet. I, I don't think they're a defensive juggernaut, Kansas City. So, uh, Geno Smith and company might be able to put up some points there. But Seattle's defense is pretty weak, so you know Kansas City's going to score, too. Well, so, we, and we want Seattle. So, in a shootout, I love having 10 points. So. <laughs> well, for our, for our playoff hopes, I, I hope that I can 
get that score just down, they'll still lose the game, and I can still win my lot. So Russell Wayne is 11 and four on the year. He now takes Seattle plus 10. He could go to 12 and four, folks. And I don't know if you know, but that is an unbelievable winning percentage when you are betting with the points. The greatest prognosticators in the world can only hit 56 to 60 percent. Is the best they can do. Um, I guess it's kind of a big deal. Huh? Yeah, it's kind of a big deal. If you can sustain it, I mean, it's got to. You've got to be able to sustain it for a couple of three years, maybe. Could be, and then it's legit. Is it just musicians' it, luck? It could be beginners' luck. It could be a. Maybe I don't know anything. But he takes Seattle plus ten against the Chiefs. I, however, am a mere mortal. I am at six and nine for the year, because uh, last week I took Dallas over the Jacksonville Jaguars, who won outright. Uh, and this year, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Excuse me, this week, I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Minus three against the Houston Texans because I've won every week that I've bet against the Texans this year. So I'm going to the well again. Tennessee the Titans, well. minus three. That's my lock pick. Well, all right. So that wraps it up. Lions beat the Jets 20-17, to 17, go on the road at 7-7 seven and seven against the Carolina Panthers. For my compadre, Russell Wayne, I'm main event, Mike. God bless each and every one of you. Peace out. One prize. Oh yeah, here we are in the lion's den right here, and it is time. It is time for us to reveal the winner of the jersey contest, the lion's den. The lion's den is the place where we watch all of the history happen. Look at that. Do you remember Joey Harrington? Look at this place. What an awesome place to watch a game right there. If you're looking in there, you can see we have proper things for us to pee on. And here we go right here. Look at this place. We're looking at all of the beautiful things here in the lion's den. Look at that. We got the pool table. Looking around. Yeah. There we go. Look at that. Look at that beautiful Ford field. We even got a mannequin, if you know that kind of thing. But then here's the man of the hour right there. We have Gary Lopeman, the conductor, is going to pick the winner of the jersey. And he's feeling really, how are you feeling tonight, Gary? Feeling fantastic. You feeling good? Somebody wins this tonight. I hope they have a blast. Go Lions. <laughs> Go Lions, baby. We get a winner. We're going to get a winner of the jersey. The very first jersey that the main event 365 is going to give away. Gary, do you got a name? Yes, I do. It's Lloyd Miller. Congratulations, Lloyd. You're the winner of the jersey, man. Hey, you say Lloyd, you say Lloyd, I say Lloyd. You are the winner of a jersey courtesy of the main event 365. We got to get a video with you wearing that jersey once it comes in there. Thank you for playing. We're doing another jersey giveaway. It's going to be on January 8th, the last game of the year. We're going to go to Lambeau Field, and we're going to get ourselves a victory. And because of that victory, we're going to give away another jersey. And if you already entered into the contest and you didn't win, well, that's okay, because your name's going to stay in the hat for the next contest, and all the new subscribers are going to get a shot to win that jersey, too. Thank you for playing. Main event 365, every single Monday is the main stage at 6.30 live, every single Thursday at 6 o'clock, every single week. God bless you guys, one pride. Yeah! The Lions, baby, you want a jersey! You want a jersey! Hey, this is Gary the Conductor. You're watching the main event 365. 
in the Lions Den, baby. Go Lions, baby! I love them to death! Go Lions! Go Lions! Go Lions. Go Lions.